The following program is intended for mature audiences. Warmest aloha, sir. Hey, Holly. Hi. Holly to you, too. He's so Holly, he doesn't even know he's Holly. I'm tempted to say menehune. Like Hawaiian leprechauns. <laughs> or chipmunks or something. What's wrong with that turtle? He has lung problems because he smoked too much turtle weed, which is bad for you, right, Ola? Hawaii has a big future. I, I, I want to become a part of it. I know every angel of these islands. I'm like a good tourist guy. What we're about to say. See, we're on a mission. Trying to find a way. If you and me make a guarantee.
How's it? And welcome to Living the Aloha Life, podcasting Pono on the 808. I'm Wade the Poe Man Fishman. I'm Jason Lego Padre Otero. Aloha. All right. Jay, it's good to have you back, man. So good, man. How's life? Life has been going on lately. Dude, this, it's been really good. It's been a great, you know, the kids are back in school. Yeah. Their second week. So peace, peace has come. Peace has come. Is yeah, that true though? This, you know, actually, this year it is. It's because we have, <laughs> we have two boys. Yeah. And they're both at the same school. So. It makes it easy. You know, 745 comes and this, this tranquility descends in, in the right house. Right on. And okay. I get my work done until about two and then all chaos breaks loose again. <laughs> But it's good. It's good. So, how's the kids like in school? Uh, have they? Uh, when are they moving on to the next school? They've been in this particular school for how long now? So, well, the oldest uh, for five years, so kindergarten, yeah. and now he's in fourth grade. I can't okay, cool. That. So, we, you know, what's cool is that he actually was the first class in the school. So, when cool. the, the first year the school opened, he was a kindergartner. Okay, right on. So, it's pretty cool to be connected to a school that way. And I'm on the PTA there, so super involved. So, you're more involved with the kind of the school system there. How do you feel the school system's providing for the kids in Hawaii right now, at least the school systems in the Kabale area? Well, you know, so the school systems are based on complexes. Right? Yeah. So, like, uh, I think in a mainland, it might be like a district. Yeah. But they're complex here. So, our complex, I, I, I you know... Um, I think it does does really well, especially yeah. with the kindergarten. So the K the K through fifth grade schools, mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of really great choices. You know, there's some concern about what happens once they go to middle school. Yeah, and those concerns I think are shared by my wife and I as well as many of our friends. Okay, interesting. But as far as Ho'okele and like that K through fifth environment, it's been awesome. We really. It's really been awesome. It. Yeah. Right now, well, here today we're going to be talking about, um, you know, you've been here how many years now? Five years or more? Five, bro. Can you believe that? Five years, man. It can go by fast, man. So fast. 20 years can go by fast. I could see it. <laughs> you know? You've been here 20? Yeah, man. I mean, I've been back and forth That's a few crazy. times. One for several years, but overall, mm-hmm. I've been pretty much here for 20 years. So, over 20 years now. So, kind of the thing we're going to be talking about is don't change Hawaii, let Hawaii change you. Mm. Do you have a choice? Really? Well, do you think you have a choice here in Hawaii? I think that you, I think a lot of people, what they do is they bring the mainland mentality here with them, mm-hmm. thinking that they can change things, speed things up, maybe do things differently, and it doesn't seem that's not going to work here. Yeah. I mean, what what have you what have you learned in your own personal experience, whether it's through business, coming here, I'm, and I'm sure you notice things like, well, you know, it's taking a little too long to get this done, or this and that, or People seem to be kind of on the slow pace here, and this isn't the way we do it in New York. You know, it's... Okay. So, in thinking about this, what I thought is really interesting is that when I compare... When you compare to li- living on a Hawaiian island, and I know Oahu more yeah. than the other islands, so I can't yeah. speak for, you know, Kauai or Maui. But what I find interesting about Oahu is it's a lot like a... Like, when I think about living on Oahu in the state of Hawaii, it's a lot like living in a city. Yeah. As opposed to... You can't... I don't think you can compare Oahu to, like a state yeah you, i compare it to a city and in that instance it's it's a lot different the speed of the speed of things is a lot different so you know new york is the city i'm probably most familiar with right and it's a com- entirely different speed and and type of life here and getting things done is definitely more challenging yeah than than in in new york certainly in new york but yeah. probably more challenging than most major american cities um because it, there is a there's a pace of things that are just, it's just it's kind of just just a part of it's the mentality here mentality. i don't think i don't think that's just i mean it's been like this for all 20 years that i've been here and it hasn't quickened nothing's changed yeah it still takes the same amount of time for things to get shipped here as it did 20 years ago i think the thing that i i the one thing the frustration i have is that when you do try to do something quicker 
then you get lumped into this like oh don't don't be a howly like yeah Hawaii. and that's unfortunate because i i don't i don't think i think that way i just think that there are things that if we just get it done quicker then then More whatever this, yeah what we're trying to do can actually make impact sooner right, right. Makes sense. That's that's where I think it gets frustrating. So why do you think the Hawaii chooses that they don't want to make that change? I mean, what is it in the culture? It's it's obviously related to the culture. There's something yeah. here that says, you know what, this is the way we do it here, and you know, damn it, we're not changing. Well, again, for me, I, I'm very familiar with the East Coast, yeah, me largely too. Yeah. like Western European influenced culture, right? And here, this is largely Pan Asian, you yep. know, Micronesian Asian culture, and so right. it's, it's its largest influence is going to come from that part of the world. And so I imagine that that what translates or what what get what gets brought here is that pace. You know, yeah, like, yeah. You know, there's no need to rush. Maybe take it more, take it day by day. Um, I think also what is very obvious here is an overt kind of um, indirectness. You know, yeah. people do not confront you on the whole like you would get confronted in a place like New York or Boston. No way, right? dude. So there's this passive aggressive mentality that can be incredibly frustrating. It is super frustrating As because you're not getting communicated to right. right and it's like you have to it's like you hear it from Joe Schmo. And then it comes back to you and you're like, dude, why don't you just come up and tell me to my face? Totally. Because let's you know get what? stuff done and start, you know. That's exactly it. Let's get stuff done. And so I think there's this fear that, you know, you'll be insulted. And, and many times that would be the case, let's say. But I think yeah. there are a lot of times where it's just, no, I need that information so I can make it better. Right. Or, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize. You know, there were things that, like when we started, when I started Hokua, for example, there were a lot of things about um, the, the way you interact with the, with the beach and the lifeguards. I didn't know. Right. And it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't out of malice or out of. It was more out of ignorance. I didn't know how you do this. So then, the faster you teach me, the faster I can learn how to behave. Right. right. How to it show the sense. proper respect. Or, you know. And that's one thing. You know, with Hakua, we've always tried to do with our beach gear business is always work well with the community. You know. Right. Whether it's other businesses doing what we do, whether it's partners, whether it's locals versus tourists. You know, always play fair, um, and always be respectful of. Not just what's happening now, but what came before. before right. us. It's huge. I agree with you. It's huge here. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think um, Hawaii could change and be a better place to live and work. And we could come up with all the excuses of why this is and that. But honestly, for me, man, just because I bitch about this and that, I'm not leaving. Yeah. I, I love Hawaii. Yeah. I'm just not going to leave this place. Even though I can complain about a million things and how they could do things better. I mean, there's other states that are have problems too they all do we all have problems in the states but where can you live that type of lifestyle and be surrounded by the type of culture that exists here in any other state other than hawaii you know we were it's funny i didn't i didn't think about this until just now but we were coming back from town back to kapolei yeah and as we're driving there was a pickup truck that's got one of those memorials okay right to either a grandfather or a cousin or an auntie right and it just says the dates of their life yeah and that's prevalent everywhere, right? This this memorialization everywhere, especially on like vinyl graphics on trucks, yeah. and you see it in pockets of the U.S. You know, especially in sort of like urban areas where there's lots of like minorities. You know, especially like you know Mexican, Puerto Rican culture yeah. specifically. Yeah. And but here it's prevalent. It's a large part, and that's something I wouldn't. I think that would be a great thing to bring back to the U.S. This idea of reverence for your elders, yeah, and for the people that came before you. And here in Hawaii, you they don't let you forget that you're kind of living on the shoulders of other people. That Did you, that's that you, pretty cool. Now that you bring that up, isn't it interesting? I've been spending a little more time on the west side, and obviously you're over there all the time. The memorials that are along the coastline 
yeah. along the the coral and the lava rock there. You don't see that on any other side of the island, but you see you see it a lot on the west side. That kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's everywhere. I mean, we had just uh, gone to Mermaid Caves, and I don't remember there being that many memorials right there along that area. And I was kind of shocked. Obviously, it's at Pokai Bay, and it's all the way down at the end of Kayana Point. But that was interesting. I thought that was very interesting to see all that stuff. It's just like that's what they do here. Yeah, it's a it's a cool thing. You wouldn't you wouldn't even. I mean, maybe you'd see it, and but you wouldn't pick up. I didn't pick up on it until literally my wife and I were talking about it. Yeah, like, right. Oh my god, that's so true. We see it everywhere, and it's so it's so wonderful that they do that because you know they may not be with you present. Yeah, you know, but they're always with you in spirit. They're right. always like that they had an impact on you and you are part, like you were formed in some part by those individuals. Right. And that I is so cool. And I think that would be a cool thing that I think we would like, you know, from time to time, my wife and I will just imagine being back on the mainland. What would life be like? You know, yeah. and we try to picture the little things that we would miss, not the big things like the ocean or the mountains, the food, little things like that. That would be one of the things that we would be like, what happened to all the memorials, right? They're gone. Like, right. Yeah. That'd be funny. And that It would be funny. You're right. That'd be something we take away for sure. I mean, for, for me, it's um, Hawaii's culture and lifestyle and actually the soul pace that makes these islands so unique. Whereas other people that come from the mainland, that may be the things that they bitch about. Mm -hmm. But for Hawaii, that's what actually makes it unique. And kind of that um, stubbornness is what makes Hawaii unique, mm -hmm. I guess, in a way. No? I mean, how do you how, feel? How, how, do you, how do you interact? What's the stubbornness? Like, how do you, how do you interpret um, that? You know, it's going to take two weeks for that tire to come in. <laughs> uh, you know, it's too bad because, you know what? We don't have storage space here in Hawaii to hold those tires, Right. Right. So that's a, one of the problems. Like they're not going to change that, that because you know, and you know, storage costs a lot of money in Hawaii, right? So you'll have to wait. Like for instance, you know, I thought I needed a transmission for my uh, for my Jeep. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's going to be a three month wait. Three month wait. You yeah, don't have yeah. a Jeep transmission here in Hawaii. The guy's like, do you know how much it would cost to store a bunch of transmissions here in our storage facility? No, they have to be shipped in from like all the way from New York. Then they have to be shipped across to California, and it's going to be a while. You know, That's it's just true. like they have not changed those types of little things. And then because not enough people maybe bitch about it or complain about it, it doesn't change. Yeah. They just continue to do it year after year after year and nothing changes here. But in, in, the, in the same instance, you bring that up. I was surprised by something the other day. I have a storage unit, as you know, because <laughs> uh, space is a premium. So we have a storage unit for Hokua. Yeah. And as I was, I was, I was moving into a newer space, we were kind of signing the contract. I saw this New Zealand guy going through the gate from the into the main storage unit. Okay. And he was asking, hey, where's the RC place, the rear control car place? Yeah. And I said, wait a minute, there's an RC car place in here? He said, oh yeah, <laughs> it's on the right. So I asked the the woman I'm working with, I said, where's the RC car place? And she mm -hmm. said, oh, you just go through the gate and head to the right, you'll see. It's the, the guy that's got the, the, the door halfway open. Okay. So, okay, I got to check this place out. And sure enough, there is a full-on RC shop inside the storage unit, right? And again, that is a, that's... That's a byproduct of having to be that kind of resourcefulness, where you you know you couldn't possibly afford a space on a in, on a main street in Kapolei to have an RC car place. So the guy brings it to the storage unit, and now you go in there, and it's a full-on radio control car shop inside the storage unit. And I thought that was brilliant. Like, what a cool, you know, it's unfortunate that you have to do that, but at the same time, it brings out this kind of resourcefulness. Yeah. That, and then right down from there, there's a dance studio. The guy just <laughs> decked out the entire space. He's got wood and like a and like beams for dancers to hold on to, like ballet. And he does dance dance you know classes out of there. Okay, and so he's doing some different there, things. Yeah, down from there, the next guy has a uh, has a CrossFit gym in yeah. there. I mean, 
pretty ingenious. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think, like, we had discussed it on several other shows. It's like, but once you get to Hawaii, you have to come to a realization that Hawaii's not going to change. You've got to change with it. And you got to become more resourceful yourself. You have to actually reinvent yourself. You do. Once you get here. I mean, have you, did you actually reinvent yourself? I know you had been working in the design field for a while, but, well, actually you did because you created this business. I did. Like, what made you do the decision, you know what, what, what I'm doing right now is not working. I need to change. It wasn't so much that it wasn't working. Okay. It's actually that there was a, a, a desire to pivot my career yeah. Um, in a very um, intentional way. Like I was definitely desiring a pivot away from 18 years of design or at that point, 15 years of design. Yeah. What that pivot was, I had no idea. Yeah. And so what grew organically though was the beach gear business because at the time um, I met another Jason who was considering the same type of thing. We were living in a growing, the fastest growing era of all of Oahu. Mm-hmm. We both had kind of this like gear hanging out in our garage. We didn't have any space. So we thought, well, and we had a lot of people, especially family, coming in, and we would constantly be, you know, letting them borrow gear, which is no problem. But yeah. at the end of the day, we're like, what do we do with this? And then we thought about the shared economy, and we thought, well, but why don't we just put it on Craigslist and try just renting it through Craigslist? And I said, well, screw Craigslist. Why don't we just start a website? I can do that in, in an afternoon. Yeah. And let's just, you know, start renting. And that's how it began. So I think that if I had come here, right, and if I had if I had come with a fixed idea of what that that change was going to look like. I probably would have been really devastated and would have left because I, yeah. I, it wouldn't have looked, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have turned out the way I, I imagined. Yeah. But again, if you let Hawaii change you, right? If you just, if you just go with the flow, and that part is great. This go yeah. with the flow idea, and you let it evolve into what it needs to to survive, right? Build the RC car shop inside the storage unit. Make the make make the beach gear business an online business, so you right. don't need the space. You know, yeah. you just deliver. You know, if you're if you can if you can manage that. Um, expectation a little more mm-hmm. and you are willing to let just kind of go with the flow and let the business evolve the way it needs to evolve you're going to be okay but if you come or if you're working and you have this fixed idea like it's got to look like this I need to have this kind of space well you think this is going to happen or that's going to happen it's probably not going to turn out that probably way probably not yeah that that's one of the problems here you know so let's put obviously we have issues in Hawaii but let's put aside the human factor the piss poor government that we have here, yeah. which is not too good. The corrupt politicians and state workers, and look. Put all those aside. Put all that. <laughs> I, I know. Put all that aside because we're removing. Why are we doing this then? We're removing <laughs> the human factor. We're. <laughs> Wait, maybe we shouldn't. You know. <laughs> we're removing the human factor now. Just remove the human factor, yeah. right? Let's just look at Hawaii for what it's for without the people. Mm-hmm. What do you see? All the positives. Of Hawaii, once you remove all the complications of what the people have done to it. Well, I do think there's something to be said for being removed from all of the noise of the mainland, right? So, yeah. you know, here is a really great place to find a kind of center because it is so removed from all the noise right. and all the bullshit of mainland America. And that right, sounds really, really cliche, but it's so true. I do think that there's a kind of energy you find here from just being removed from all of that bullshit noise. Oh, God, so much right? bullshit back so that's, there. That's number one, I think. Number two, there's just the natural beauty, and science and psychology continually say that natural beauty is beneficial for your state of mind. If you yeah. can just get into the natural beauty. So, and oh, wow, what's great about, I mean, all the states have a kind of natural beauty. Every state is beautiful in its own way, but the difference I think here is that it's in your face in a very dramatic way. It yeah. is, you know, and it's such contrast. You've got these incredibly steep, jagged mountains 
that cascade right into the water right like, into the ocean so it's it the contrast is huge or on the west side it's so dry i mean arid. exactly and where else can you get to the ocean to the mountain within 10 to 15 minutes of each other right i mean that's impossible yeah and that also takes away a lot of that stress that you have on planning that weekend getaway into the mountains or on the beach yeah. I mean, how long would it take you to plan an event at the beach back in New York or, or uh, wherever? Dude, it'd be a whole it's day. days. It's days because you have to drive there. Yeah, and once it rains, yeah, you're screwed. Yeah, and I do. I want to really go to Orchard Beach in the Bronx. I mean, no thanks. It's not something I'm interested in. It's just right. not. It's it's not something I want to experience. Yeah. But I. Th- but it, it goes back. It goes back to that kind of mindset thing too, where. You know, I can't say that my wife and I are like beach people. We're not. Yeah. I mean, I know. I don't friends know. I see you guys at the beach a lot. We either. do go a lot, but I would not. <laughs> I would not lump us in as like. I mean, we know friends that go to the beach almost every day, if not two, three times a week. It's just, yeah. it's just like eating breakfast. They're just there. Okay. And I wish we were that regiment or had the flexibility to do that. We don't. We have to work, and it doesn't allow. But we are Hawaii's slowly. I think created individuals who have a much more appreciation for the, what going to the beach means yeah. and allows us to do right. It's just. It's, I mean, and I guess people that love hiking in the mountains, you know, that it does that for them too, the same thing. But the I effect think it's everything here for somebody. It, it, the, the effect that it has on us is just so huge. It's just that calming, peaceful, kind of zenning out yeah. that just being near water just does for our family. I know. And, and for me personally, I think these islands have taught me a lot about other people, about what Ohana means, mm-hmm. about what family means. Because... You know, in the Hawaiian culture, Hawaii, uh, Ohana doesn't necessarily mean actually blood family. Mm-hmm. It means a group of people that you consider your family. Yeah. I wasn't really, that wasn't something I really understood back in the mainland. I never really realized that, oh, okay. You know, because here you can leave your kids with your auntie or your uncle. And when you call them auntie and uncle, they're not even your blood, no. auntie and uncle. And it's just a big family that comes together and that helps out your family. And you all get together on weekends. You do this and do the that. You know, not everybody does that here all the time, but people do do it. And that's something that's very unique to Hawaii. That when you look past all these things that you'd like to change, it's these things that change you. Mm -hmm. That, you know, you you want them to change you because you don't... I don't know what kind of sense of culture we had back. I mean, you know, you come from your background, I come from my background, but I don't know what kind of culture is left in in uh, the United States. And I think Hawaii still has a culture. And you can, maybe a lot of people like to latch onto that. And that's why they love Hawaii too. Yeah, you know, um, my wife and I will do a kind of exercise sometimes. Like we'll say, okay, picture yourself living some some random city in the U.S. Like we'll we'll pretend we moved to um, lately it's been Detroit because okay. there's something about Detroit. We're, Detroit for the love right. of God. I know, I know. <laughs> we got our reasons. But so okay. we, we go okay. Picture this exercise, right? And we think what what are the things you will take back with you when you go? Like you know for a fact. I said I know for a fact I will never wear shoes inside ever again. It's so filthy wearing shoes inside. The house. I know. It just grosses that, me that's out. amazing. Do when they bring I that see up? it in a movie, I'm People like, don't even gross. think about that. No, but that's something you'll bring back, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my love and appreciation for Aloha shirts, especially really like cool, cool modern, yeah. modern ones, right? Yeah. I just love Aloha. Shirts, yeah. I just especially the more modern ones, always wear those, right? Yeah, um, I will never show up at a person's house empty handed ever again, ever again, right? I just will always bring that with me. And these me. are things you all learn that here. changes you yeah. here. That if you were to leave here, you take that with you. Mm-hmm. Shaka's like, I, you know, it's not just it's not just a gesture, it's like a shaka is like a it's a way of acknowledging thanks, you know, but. It's it, it's hard to explain, but it, when you get it, it's still like I you've been here twenty years, yeah. and when some of those you're shocked, you still get the same feeling you did when you moved here, right? Right, it's like that I do. Same feeling, like oh, thanks, like a genuine kind of thing. Yep. that will never go unappreciated ever again. No, it's like those things that I know I will never 
they will always be with me now. What, what I'm, what, one of the things that I'm shocked about is that, you know, you're talking to a guy who loved heavy metal mm. and all these crazy things. Yeah. And I said, I'm never going to listen to that gay music in Hawaii. <laughs> That's what I called it. Because you're coming from Boston. You use the word yeah, gay so yeah. much. I love Hawaiian music more than anything now. I mean, it's still, it's ranked up there as like close to number one. And I really love the traditional th- 20s, 30s, and 40s of Hawaiian. You want to go see him? <laughs> so Lily's in the uh, Lily's in the uh, studio, and she's going up to uh, <laughs> Jason now, and she's going to be nibbling on his beard in a second. Pooping on my shoulder? No, no, but dude, let her put her beard, put your beard against her, man. She's going to love it. Gonna hurt. I'm I'm go. she... Yeah, yeah, she'll come over and, look and touch your little beardy. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I love it, but um, yeah. So Hawaiian music for me has uh, really changed a lot of things for me but for hawaii on itself i think hawaii has changed me personally it teach me what kind of person i am what person i want to be it's teached me that nothing lasts forever i guess and everything changes and it all goes back to the hawaiian landscape Mm -hmm. every day whether you go on a hiking trail or you go to a beach it doesn't look the same as it did before Mm -hmm. something has changed and that nothing's permanent I think those certain things teach you a lot just about life. And whereas in the mainland, you know, you live in a big city, not a lot of things change. It kind of looks the same year after year after year. But here, every day you can get up and see a change. And then you just think about that and you go, you know what? Hawaii is changing. I want to change. And I'm going to change with it. Mm -hmm. And I think you need to let go of the idea that, you know, I'm not changing. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to change this place. And I'm going to try to make work more productive <laughs> right because dude this business is here they could be so much more productive than they are today and it seems like they don't care and sometimes and i think you've noticed this too even when they have an opportunity to make money they kind of go eh, even though you know they need it yeah and they oh they oh i'd rather go to the beach and you know hit waimea beta day or i'd rather do this or rather do that and it's a weird thing well yeah. I, you know, when, you know, before we started recording, we had a little conversation about just business in general. Since yeah. you know, you yeah. and I, we share so much about just running our businesses and trying yeah. to grow them. Yeah. And you know, this idea of like this island mindset of just you think as big as your island is. Yeah. Right. And so, is that me making that noise? Nope, that's her. Okay. So <laughs> she likes you. Do you think that <laughs> sometimes you know, especially I think you're, you're born and raised, and I can I you know I I wasn't born and raised, so I can't pretend to know what that feels like yeah but do you think that if especially if you're born and raised and you start a business that your your worldview for your business is as large as this island is right and you think okay it's well it's big enough right or it's yeah it's 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 as best as it's going to be i don't need to it doesn't need to be bigger yeah and i think that you know we started today just sitting on the on outside talking about how we need to think bigger like yeah for our business to really do the things it wants to do, to make the kinds of difference and impact yeah. we want it to make it's got to be bigger I agree. Right? I, yeah, we got to think yeah. beyond the island, even beyond Hawaii. Yeah. And I don't know if if many businesses think that way that are born and started here. I don't think they do. Right? I think they 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 think very small. And like even when I began my business, like the Jeep business and stuff, I thought you know just locally. Uh, when I started the nonprofit, I just thought locally. And then once we started get communications from the mainland with the nonprofit, we're like, oh wait a minute, hmm, why did we think that small? Yeah. And now we're thinking much bigger. 
and why not? Well, think of Zippy's. I mean, Zippy's has been here for how long? And they just they're going. They're just dude. opening. I know. Did, so you know how about many that? Years? When did you see about that? When did you I, read about just that? Like a month ago. Yeah, they've yeah. already changed. No one really noticed, but they already changed all the logos on all the stores, and they actually changed the interiors of the Zippy's already. They did. Yeah, I think I it looks. I think it looks nice. I didn't notice that. Yeah, and I think I think the design. I like the old design. It was. I like the old design because it was Hawaii, right? Yeah, very. It's, it was it is like, incredible. It was. Uh, I'll be honest, to God, it was. It was like so shitty. Do you know what I mean? It was so shitty. Yeah. But I like the shittiness, because Hawaii seems to have that, that like, I I mean, you look online. There's some old Hawaii websites. Mm-hmm. They don't haven't changed in 20 years, yeah. dude. It's yeah. it, I don't even know if the internet was around 20 years ago. But it was, but but really, it's just like people are so. It's like a time capsule here. And people just kind of like, eh. So if you come here, I guess you, I guess you could get ahead, if you decide. Oh, that's her mating call. That's she's doing a mating call yeah. on her shoulder. Yeah. What is she doing? She's waiting for you to. to um, I think her. <laughs> I think her bird ass is in my face. <laughs> is it really? Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great, man. She likes you, dude. She's that's good. Yeah, that's great. She I'm, likes you. I'm taken, but you're very, you're very cute. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are very cute. She's very cute. She is. Way. She's adorable. She's, she's adorable. Yeah, I she's like a her. nice lady. She's a nice lady. She's very polite. Does she have a sister? No. No. No, no, no. She's very cute. Yeah. Um, but I think that mentality is that people do not change. I mean, I cannot believe Zippies took that long to decide, you yeah, know, we're going to go to Vegas. Exactly. We're going to go to California. I think only, what's the, what's the most famous, oh, right here. What is this company? L&L. L&L tried for a while to go to the mainland. But oh, I think, they did? Yeah, they went. They went to California, and I think they did go to the East Coast, but I think they just did it the wrong way. They didn't sell it right to the mainland. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the same problem we have here in Hawaii, whereas, let's say, a mainland company comes to Hawaii and tries to sell something a certain way, that ain't going to work. A right. lot of companies have failed. Right. Um, Dunkin' Donuts failed here. Can you believe they failed here a long time ago? Oh, a long time ago, yeah. A long time yeah. ago they failed because they just didn't market the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, CVS took over Longs, but they made the right decision by not changing Longs to CVS. They kept it Longs because they know older people go there. And to keep that population of people and customers coming there, they decided to keep longs, and just inside the stores, a lot of the things says CVS on them. So Hawaii has a very hard time with change, I think. But do you think the re- okay? So yeah. talking about this, the idea of Hawaiiana and and, yeah. and this heritage, and like and you know how dated some some of these things can be. Do you think that's also because there's a catering to a very big tourist market that wants that Hawaii? doesn't want the new hawaii it wants the hawaii of the 50s the 40s so it's it's yeah. in some ways i think people think it's in our best interest to not change because that's what brings people here and you hear the number one complaint especially in kapolei where we live is that it looks like california it doesn't look like hawaii anymore it's, it's i know and so i could see why businesses would struggle with embracing new yeah and potentially alienating people that are coming here because it's not old it's not well old this hawaii. is the crazy thing right i was just thinking about something um we have a, a, a huge, uh, oh, 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 she wants you to leave her alone. Okay. <laughs> I, I got that. You know, the way there's, a, there's a huge problem with housing here. Mm-hmm. They could really seriously probably solve that by building a bunch of really high skyscrapers. They could. They could, and they could make it actually affordable housing. Mm-hmm. They could. This, the government could do it. We got two towers going up in Kapolei that are f- affordable. Okay, and there's gonna. I know there's gonna be some going up in the Kaka'ako area, but the majority of them right now are a little too expensive. Yeah. So at some point they can make a decision that you know they're gonna build high rises and it's just gonna be really affordable housing. But you're talking about maybe 10, 20, 30, 40 huge high rises that are gonna take up more of the skyline than it is today. Mm-hmm. But it would solve the whole housing problem. I think Hawaii in general 
or the people of Hawaii don't want that, and they're willing to suffer to keep Hawaii like old Hawaii. Like old Hawaii. Yeah. And just like what you said, they don't want that. They don't want it to look like California. They don't want it to look like Miami. Mm-hmm. They don't want it to have that feeling, and they don't want to bring in those people that are going to come with that. Right. And I wonder, it seems to me, like, what do you think? Do you want to go ahead and advance Hawaii, or do you like that old-style Hawaii? Um, I, I think Hawaii needs to advance in yeah. order to just compete um, with the economy in today's world. Yeah. I think I think there you can you can do that and still embrace the past. You know, I think yeah. you can do things like that and not let go of your heritage and your legacy. And I think of all the states and of all the cultures, like I think of like like Puerto Rico. Yeah. Um, you know, and some of the other. When was the so, last time you went to Puerto Rico? Oh man, it was well when we got married. So that okay, was it's been a while. So you so haven't been there since the damn hurricane. Haven't been there since the hurricane. I can't imagine what it looks like now. I don't but, know if it, I don't know if it's okay now. You know, um, they had some problems with the election with that guy in there and everything. Now, my oh, God, governor, huh? yeah. yeah, two what governors out now. Yeah, but that's happening at the same time as TMT, right? So you've got this like large local or i wouldn't say aboriginal but this large you know local culture that's just tired of putting up with the bullshit of well i agree with this politics yeah you know? i agree with it yeah and it's funny that's happening at the same time right? it is isn't two that separate, interesting two separate issues i know but stemming from the same problem i think i know right? or and i think that's fascinating watching them both unfold at the same time it is and know? i and i was just talking about it last week about how um We've been seeing a surgence of pride, of Hawaiian pride. Like, you've seen it. The flags. Mm-hmm. The flags everywhere. They're everywhere. Yeah. And they're usually now the two. They're the sovereign flag and the upside-down American Hawaiian flag. Yeah. That's telling... What is that symboling? It's telling people, you know what? We don't want this happening. We don't want this change. Keep Hawaii the way it is. You know, don't destroy these lands. Don't destroy our culture. Don't do this. Don't do that. And I've been seeing more of it now than I've ever seen it. Hey, what are you doing over there? Don't go eating that. Shh. <laughs> I'll tell you, she's a little devil. She she's is. a sweetheart. She's nibbling but she's, on the wire. Yeah, she is. she's a sweetheart, but she's a little devil. Um, so, yeah, so right now we're going to be taking a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about um, letting Hawaii change you and the aloha spirit and probably what it's done for both of us here in Hawaii. And we'll be right back. Hey, how's it? And welcome to the Aloha Life podcast. You're listening to us because we have great patrons who have joined our Patreon page and have become members of the podcast by supporting and donating to our show. Without our patrons like you, we wouldn't be on the air. So if you enjoy the podcast and want to hear more shows every week, please do take a moment to join us and become a patron of our podcast at patreon.com forward slash living the Aloha Life. And thank you so much for your support. Oh, no. 
is one of the most beautiful places on earth, an 808 cleanup intends on keeping it that way. The 501c3 environmental nonprofit's main mission is restoring Hawaii's natural beauty for its local community and visitors. 808 cleanup empowers volunteers to conduct decentralized cleanups through the Adopt a Site campaign, responding to littering and vandalism of Hawaii's natural spaces, tagging and graffiti removal, saving Hawaii's indigenous ecosystem, and building sustainable solutions with local communities and nonprofit partners. If you love Hawaii and wish for its beauty to remain for generations to come, consider donating to a great cause and supporting 808 Cleanup's mission to keep Hawaii clean from Mauka to Makai at 808cleanups.org. Lorette, we are back. We are. <sighs> One Take a minus, breather, minus, uh, minus a bird. Yeah, minus... Uh Lee, if you guys didn't notice by now, uh, I did get a uh, second parrot, a sun conure, which is named not Ali'i, but Lee, which is still a form of royalty. She's a sweetheart. She's a little bit of a talker, but, you know, once she starts wanting to have sex with you, it's time for her to go away. She's super friendly, if that's what you're saying. <laughs> She's super friendly. <laughs> she would pick up all the boys in the club put it that way put it that way that's all i can say about her so she's a sweetheart you know escobar has been getting along with her really well actually which i'm highly of course he is (laughs) (laughs) all she wants to do is bang (laughs) Uh, i'm afraid if that happens he may end up killing her so i don't want that to happen so we're going to kind of keep him separated for a little bit but uh they're getting along really well so that's a good thing that's a good thing okay so we're going to get into the aloha spirit um you know for me you know, we, I didn't know what the hell the Aloha Spirit was before we showed up here, you know. The Aloha Spirit uh, taught me to accept everyone and everything around me. You know, I was pretty angry back home. I was a pretty angry boy. Were you really? Yeah, I was a... Growing I was, up? Yeah, yeah, growing up, I was a pretty angry person. Uh, I like to beat people up a lot. So, no kidding. Oh, I've gotten, I've gotten more fights than... I Have I ever gone to a fight here? I don't know if I actually got... Oh, yes, I have. I have gone to three fights here in Hawaii, and they all happened to the same night. <laughs> No kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that, on average, I'd be getting into fights with somebody probably weekly. So, yeah, I had a kind of a bad attitude and stuff. And, you know, when I came here, it kind of changed me out of my old ways of thinking and feeling. And um, it made me kinder. It made me more understanding and accepting of people here, I guess, um, and more patient. Hmm. I was, back home, I was a different person. So, when we talk about how Hawaii has changed you or how to let Hawaii change you, do that. Don't get stuck in your ways from wherever you came from because that's sour, man. And I completely changed who I was. You have to become more patient here, dude. You know that. 
I mean, can you imagine having no patience here, having the complete attitude oh. of a New Yorker or a Bostonian? Here? Oh, there are days where it slips out. I mean, oh, there does are definitely it? Day- oh, there are days, but traffic days, traffic days. <laughs> not, you know, what's funny? Not so much in traffic, but this might be particular to where we live. But um, on Coppole Parkway, which yeah. is the major road that bisects Coppole, yeah, um, it's three lanes either side, mm-hmm. divided by a median. Okay, and you will only find three traffic lights in our area and so on many intersections you have to cross over four lanes with people trying to turn in yeah. two directions with no traffic light and to me it is so frustrating that i probably found myself yelling how are there more. not more accidents there i don't know dude and i don't know whether they just hope that the aloha spirit is going to guide people <laughs> through that Damn intersection. <laughs> Let the Aloha but Spirit it, guide it them. It freaking drives me <laughs> up the wall. I get That is where I, I get so irritated with that. Mm. Or when it takes me, I live eight minutes from Ko'olina. Yeah. And there are days where the traffic will take me 45 minutes to get from my house to Ko'olina to, yeah. deliver, to deliver a board or something. And That's crazy, dude. You know, and even then I don't get super frustrated because at a certain point I can see the ocean and it's like, it's all cool. I'm good. But man, there are just some days where I just want to get there. I just need to get... I can see where I'm going. It's like I can, yeah, I can literally yeah. see the building I need to you go to. You might as well walk. Might as well walk. You know, it's so it's so frustrating. But um, you know, for me, the change is more internal. I think because I don't. I was never an aggressive person. Like I was never really angry or mad. Or mm. you know, I was always. I think I was always. A, I wouldn't. Even, I wouldn't say well adjusted, but I would say I was more. Um, I was always kind of a passive person. You know, okay. more of an observer. Okay. And I think Hawaii does appreciate those types of individuals. The, I think that's what Hawaii made me into an observer. Yeah. I think before it was I'm in your face, and now I've become someone who looks at it from afar, and I learn from my mistakes and the way I did things back home. Yeah. And here, I just think the people, uh, I mean, am I right when I say this? People are very passive here. Oh, yeah, totally. We were talking about the passive. Oh, okay, passive. okay. Be, so, yeah. right, right. We talked about that earlier. Yeah. Um, that's not the way people are back home. No. They're right in your face, and they're telling you, they'll say it's right. You know, that's kind of what I, one of the things I did like back home, mm-hmm. and I don't think people here can accept that. Like, I think that will... That could you could burn a lot of bridges oh, you totally by having that attitude and getting right up and being honest with somebody. Here you have to kind of beat around the bush. Mm-hmm. And um, what I found, I think one of the things that I found uh, the most disturbing here in Hawaii, and I'm not saying this is horrible or bad. Well, in ma- in ways, I don't think it would work on the mainland. But we're just saying that you can't change these things. You just have to deal with it. Is whether you're using somebody for a job or whether there's somebody at work and their performance sucks or whatever it may be mm-hmm. you just can't get rid of those people no. or or y- it would be very hard to pick somebody in the business that's going to go over and tell them you're fired or whatever it may be yeah that's hard so it's kind of become more like a trust in a relationship thing where the relationship becomes more powerful than the performance of the person that's doing the job so it's like like, I've heard things. I've heard stories, right? So the story goes, you know, that guy's worked us with us for 20 years. Mm-hmm. I, You know, he's got some problems. He, his performance isn't that good or or, what, or maybe he, this stuff doesn't get to us on time and stuff. But you know what? He's been around for a long time, man. Give him a break. Give him a break, yeah. Give him a break yeah. for he's 20 got a family. years? Yeah. For 30 years? How long are you going to keep giving him breaks that screw you? Yeah. That's kind of what happens here. I think I experience it externally where we are trying to work with a company who's got someone in the way, Yeah. who's just not, it's just an obstacle. And largely because they've been there for so long, they're just not right. helping the process along. 
you know? Yeah. And I can't say it's even malicious. It's just they're not doing anything to They help. become very comfortable. Yes. And then what happens is I default into that kind of East Coast type A. I just want to see this thing happen. You yeah. Know? And it does become, it start, I think they can sense that it starts to become more business and and not aloha. You know, I don't have that. I've lost that aloha-ness. And I've just been like, okay, let's just get this to happen. Yeah. And I do get frustrated because it starts in a really good place, but it winds up slowly kind of spiraling into where i get really frustrated <laughs> yeah. and now i'm pissed right where i wasn't yeah you know yeah you know, does it can you relate to that no i can totally relate to that and then it's like and then and, and on top of that fact is when you finally let's say something even stupider let's say for instance you find someone that is actually actually shows up to your house to fix your sink mm-hmm. you're like he actually shows up you're like oh my fucking god this guy showed up wow and it's probably and it's decently priced. Yeah. Okay. So you use him for maybe a year or whatever, and then shit goes downhill. And just like, well, this guy's kind of was kind of there that year. You know, that year he was really helpful and stuff like. But now he's not showing. He's not doing as good as a job. Who the fuck else am I going to get though? Right. <laughs> right. Who the hell else is going to show yeah. up? <laughs> you can't find anybody. No. So you're stuck with a certain situation, and you're just like, I'm paying this guy whose work has gone down to shit now. He's gotten comfortable. He thinks he can just come over and get a paycheck. Yeah. And I don't know who else I can call. And I have called several people. And they either they don't show up or, show up or they want way too much money. And you're kind of stuck with this guy who is, that's it. That's what you got. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do nothing about it. Nothing you can it. do about it. You got to accept it. Resources, man. It's, like, <laughs> it's all the resources. Well, that goes back to your original question of like, how has Hawaii changed you and for me it's definitely become more Acceptance. internal like i accepting myself actually i agree with you, that's a good idea it's like yeah. it's just that i've i've become more more at peace with who i am yeah and i think you have being to. more patient and yeah. being more accepting of not just your situation but the situations yeah. of others yeah. you know and that has been a big change for me because i don't while i wasn't someone who was angry per se i don't think i was someone who was comfortable either i, yeah. was, I think i always harbored this kind of i wouldn't say self-hate because that's but that's too severe but a self-critical, I was always very self-critical of myself. Yeah. And I realize now how, how, what a disservice that is to yourself as a person. And here, everybody's, uh, there's a lot of genuine, genuineness. There's a lot of authenticity. There's true. a lot of like, that is true. you know, people are, they come up and they're just happy to see you, you know, and they yes. share it, you know, they're they give you the happy. hug and the, the kiss and it's just, you know, and it's hard to be someone who doesn't love themselves in an environment where everybody's showing you so much love, you know? Yeah. And yeah. that that discrepancy between the two loves, the love for yourself and the love others have for you, becomes really big when you don't have it for yourself. And I could see why you either get depressed or you yeah. just move past it and you you start to embrace that. You know, I do bring a lot of value to this, and I yeah. and I can see now what people see in me. You yeah. Know? And Hawaii, I think, has been really good for me in that. It's it's such a beautiful place, and it it almost if you let it, it will make you beautiful. Like it just makes oh, it just totally makes you beautiful. You. you know, it'll totally make you beautiful. Going back on the negative again, real quick. <laughs> um, so twenty years and not much has changed. <laughs> twenty years of wow! This is twenty years from ago. I can't imagine where you were twenty yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've come. Hole a, of- trust me, dude. Trust me, I've come a long way, man. I would get very upset. Let me, let me explain the one little thing that this is about changing with Hawaii, and it comes into a positive again. Although it's going to start off really horrible. Okay. Uh, so when I was back home. You know, let's say, for instance, I, uh, at one time I wanted to go buy a new car. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I went to the dealership. I wanted to buy a car. There was eight damn dealerships on the same roadway. So I went to one dealership. They gave me the hook around. They wanted to screw me. Right. I, honestly, you know what I did? 
I said, fuck off. Mm-hmm. I went to the next dealership. Right. Okay, I burned my bridges with that guy. When the next year, finally, I get to the fourth dealership. I told the other three to fuck off. These guys want to give me a deal. And they said, what did they offer you? And they said, well, I was, thinking, I was looking at a MSRP. I was looking at a real price here. And I got it. And oh. it, was, it was totally cool. This is back home. Mm-hmm. Here, one of the things you can do is you can't expect to go into a car dealership and change the way they've been doing business, business for no. 50 to 100 years. <laughs> no. <laughs> they know what they're doing. It's worked for them f- so far. Why are they going to change what they're doing? Right. So you can't expect to go in and change things. So I go in a dealership here. I want to get a Jeep. Oh, 8000 over MSRP. Am I going to tell them the fuck off when there's only one more Jeep, Jeep, yeah. Jeep dealership? <laughs> I only have one more chance. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be on his fucking off in a few minutes. <laughs> They're going to say, fuck off. <laughs> because you know what? Someone's going to come in tomorrow and buy that. And if you don't want to pay it, this guy's going to buy it. So, I mean, that's kind of the problem you have to think about too here. Yeah. So, when if I was to bring my Boston mentality here and tell one dealership to screw off, we have three Jeep dealerships in this island. Two of them owned by two of the same brothers. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I didn't yes, that. Yes, yes. Okay. Cutter, yeah. Cutter. There's two oh, Cutters. Okay. One in one in Pearl City and one in Alamoana. And those are brothers. Yes, and then oh. there's one in Windward, Kaneohe. Yep. Literally, you have two chances to <laughs> to get a car. It's pathetic, right? Oh, so, funny. like, you can't. You have to before you go in and start doing things your old way or the way you came from. You need to realize you can't change. You can't change Hawaii. They're going to be the way you are, and you don't want to burn bridges here because it's a small island. Mm-hmm. and it comes around that, you know what, that guy's a little difficult to deal with. You probably don't want to deal with him. And then before you know it, you're on this list. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to cost you $10,000 now. Cost you t- no, they're just not going to talk to you. Yeah. They're just not going to like, yeah, they're going to pretend you don't even exist. And what are you going to do? Yeah. So, but then the opposite is also true, and this goes back to me and you, when when we had decided we needed a second car, yeah. Right. Yeah. And we didn't have any relationships because we were new. We were only been here at that point three years. Hopefully so we had to know somebody. We didn't know anybody. And so I said, yeah. Hey, wait, by chance, you know, do you know? And you said, Oh, by the way, you know, my brother works. Yeah. And that was an awesome hookup, you know, and you only knew me at that point two years. So it wasn't like yeah. we were old friends. Yeah. But so the opposite is also true where if you, I think if you, you know, are who you are and you're a decent person and you really are trying to make friendships and you can actually, it can really benefit you, the small, mentality that that ohana mentality can really be a benefit and can be really helpful so i think it goes both ways and again build relationships with people i think that's very important hawaii but i I live i live in an environment like in kapala where it's a lot of military it's a lot of transitional yeah yeah that's true transitional a lot of the people just and we've talked about this just don't want to be there they're just they're just so like in their head they've written this narrative that hawaii is a certain thing and they just don't want any part of it and so they find every excuse to hate it. And well, they don't want to change with. They don't want to change. They don't want to change. You know? They don't want to change and become a part of Hawaii. They yeah. want to stay in their ways, and that's what we're talking about. They probably want to change certain things, like we're talking about. They want to change Hawaii. You can't do that. They'll find every little thing. That's too much traffic. The houses are too small. Too many bugs. Uh, the school systems suck. Oh, there's not enough food. Like uh, everything rots. Like it's just, it's just everything. Like a downward spiral of everything yeah. negative. And it's like, yeah, those things are all true. Traffic does suck, and there are a lot of bugs, but. You're you're choosing to. Do you want to go somewhere else? Things, Do you, you want to go somewhere else and bitch? Yeah. Where else better place to bitch than Hawaii? Right. <laughs> <You know>? Totally. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah. Uh, I, but I always say, if you want to live in Hawaii, you have to accept Hawaii for the the way it is. Mm-hmm. That's just the way you're going to have to do. Now, what does that mean? Here we go again. You're going to be overworked. <laughs> you're going to be underappreciated, and you're going to be well underpaid. Underpaid. Yeah. So let's accept that. Okay, you're going to probably have to accept, more than likely, you're going to be dealing with those three things. What else are you going to be dealing with? You're going to deal with the high cost of living, high housing costs, 
high renting costs, high food costs, high energy costs. Yeah. You have to make a decision that, you know, I'll tell you, we can't change that here. How are we going to change that here? And all those things, while being isolated from most of the people you know in your life too, unless you've moved here with a lot of friends, you're going to be isolated. So you're going to be making these decisions and dealing with all these stresses totally removed from almost everybody you knew. And that's tough, dude. So that isolation, I mean, it takes a certain kind of person to be able to manage that. Like, I've always said the strong are the only the ones that can survive here in Hawaii are the strong. I mean, or the ones that are really have strong willpower to actually change mm-hmm. and to grow and to go with the times and to reinvent yourself. Yeah. Like we said again, you gotta change you gotta let change Hawaii change you into you know, you're a moth, you're a butterfly, you're a fucking caterpillar. You have to change. You're an you asshole. You're an asshole. Like I was an <laughs> asshole and yeah. I'm a butterfly. I'm still an asshole. Best, uh, but you're like a butterfly with a big asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a big asshole, exactly. But you have to change with the times. You have to change with Hawaii. Hawaii Hawaii has a lot of issues and there are a lot of things that can be changed, but Hawaii is changing slowly in little areas mm-hmm. and you're going to have to just go with it because you can't sit here and say, no, I'm doing it this way. You can't run a business like you do on the mainland and expect it to work out for you right you won't get anybody to work for you no one's going to work with you yeah if you're going to have that mentality of the mainland you'll never get people to stay with you at your job oh so true i mean you're going to have to change you're going to have to accept that you know what tuesday morning the eddie akao's going on no one's coming into work dude no one's good that's so true you can't you can't fire everybody (laughs) are you going to fire all your employees knowing that they're at the eddie akao quicksilver at waimea yeah you know they're there what are they going to call in sick? No, why don't they just be honest with you? And just tell, they're probably going to call you and say, "Hey, man, you know where I'm going." Yeah. And you say, "Okay, cool, man. I'm just kind of like got to lose money today. <laughs> I guess uh, <laughs> so? business business is closed." <laughs> <laughs> so true, man. So true. I mean, so that's the mentality here. But that kind of happened to me. So, um, not not speaking of Hawaii, but I remember when I was in college, I took a trip to Europe after my junior year. Yeah. It was me and a buddy. After I I went to California for for a semester, and I came back. And we decided to go to Europe. So we kind of, we got a URL pass and traveled all around. And I remember going to uh, Belgium yep. and parts of Amsterdam. And I'd get there, it was like well, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, everything was shut down for two hours. Like just okay. business was shut, like middle of the day. Because everybody went home, they would have lunch and they'd go take a nap. And as a college kid who was living in Boston at the time, you know, in Boston and New York, those are my frames of reference, San Francisco. I mean, stopping in the middle of the day was absurd. Like who's, like, why would you do that? But it was just ingrained in the culture. Like you just stop, you take a break, rest, and then they would go back to work and stay up until five or six because they had their energy yeah. renewed. Yeah. They wouldn't eat dinner until eight or nine o'clock. Like in Spain, I remember I was there and Italy, would, they go home for several hours for yes, lunch. You wouldn't even eat And they dinner drink wine in between nine work. Totally. Totally. So, so why is it so out of control to, for us not to think that, you know what, other countries do Well, the this. question is, is, is Hawaii that different or is America that fucked up? Is the mainland that like we've got to a point in America where everything's so screwed up that Hawaii looks I'll be honest really off, but yeah. it's not. It's actually the way it should be in that. You know, they, yeah. I just I read, oh, I hear what you're saying. Do you because see what I'm saying? It's not. Yeah, yeah. It's no, not so much the, that Hawaii. Maybe States. Hawaii is a reset that needs yeah. to happen. It's the U.S. It's the mainland that has got all their priorities fucked. And I and I think I, I see what you're saying there because Hawaii is resisting that change, that change because we see how it is in the mainland. I mean, essentially, what are you doing? You're working. 40 50 60 hours over time you get up take a shower shit go to work come home eat dinner sleep get up shit do it again shower you're working all this and that is your life mm-hmm. and there is no connection to ohana or family 
until what on Sunday afternoon where all the kids are around the table and they're playing their video games and not even paying attention right. like find out what's going on that week yeah. with your kids so I think thank God Hawaii is fighting those parts of the change or bring up that example you just said about the Aikau right that Aikau yeah. so as a business owner right yeah and you think about a culture you're creating mm -hmm. okay let's say there's two there's two there are two Wades there's a Wade in Hawaii running his operation and there's Wade in the mainland running his operation yeah right both have the same the same business with the same amount of people would you rather have the Wade in Hawaii whose only issue is that occasionally his employees will call off because they're doing something fun and going seeing a surf competition which happens sometimes yeah if things are lucky once a year if you're lucky yeah or do you want to be Wade having to deal with people that are unhappy calling, calling off, off they're not sick but they're calling they're off calling sick off sick because they they're just miserable want to, yeah, they don't miserable. want to be there which culture would i would much rather have the culture where hey at least they're calling for something they enjoy to do because they'll come back tomorrow talking about it refreshed i agree you know no, what i mean no it, i totally it does suck yeah it can suck as a business but well but does it suck does because it? this is their you're letting okay this is building up your um trust with them right right so you're building up that you understand and you see the culture of Hawaii and how important that is, and you're going to change with Hawaii on that. Whereas back home, you wouldn't do things like that, and they'd probably be fired if you found out about it. Right. Whereas in Hawaii, it's just a different place, a different world. Now, through the Jeep tour business, we're pretty strict: no holidays, no weekends. Mm -hmm. We want people to spend time with their families, and I wouldn't want, uh, you know, you know, Sunday is pretty big. You still like to spend time with your family, right? Oh yeah. Do, are you still are you still providing stuff though? Like, if you needed to go provide stuff, is Sunday a day that you would do it? If, yeah, if, if okay, it works so that, out. So like, that's your decision. Like that happened today. So you can, okay, so you did that today. Mm -hmm. So I'm just not going to do tours on Sunday. I'm just not going to do tours on weekends. And with other guides, I wouldn't want them to leave their families. Especially, I mean, do you really want to be doing work on Christmas or on a holiday or something or whatever holiday it is where you should be spending time with your family and no. building Ohana? Nope. Right. So I can understand that, too. Now, back home, people are working on Thanksgiving. They're working on Christmas. They're doing, I don't know where that thinking comes in, but we don't want that here. No. We want to keep the mentality that Hawaii does have. I understand it's slower paced and there's some issues, but I never want that to come here. No. You know, that's not something I'd want. No, I, I, I absolutely agree. You know, I, I think that, um, you know, now that we are partnered with the snack shop in Kapolei and Mahana, Mahana Surf and Snack, you know, I was delivering things Saturdays and Sundays, but Mahana closes on Saturdays and Sundays. It's a retail operation, so you know they don't. So they're closed on weekends. Yeah, so they don't want to have to staff people and bring people in. All and it's off. a small family. It's run a business. small family. Run. So you know I have to respect that, right? Right. And so, you know, it was hard for me to turn off my Saturday Sunday. I'm like, that's a busy day for people to go out. Yeah. But part of me is like, you know what? Well, they're gonna have to plan ahead. Like, yeah. Book it on Friday, and then you get to keep it all weekend. Right. Because and I think another thing, the vacationers or whoever's booking that stuff doesn't realize. They think Hawaii is open for business seven days a week. Seven days a week, yeah. And I don't think, and, and some businesses choose to do that because they're so focused on tourism. And they're kind of stepping away from, like those people, aren't, maybe some of those companies and corporations aren't local. So they're right. not focused on the idea and the concept of what Hawaii is and why these travelers are coming here in the first place, which is built around the Aloha Spirit and Ohana. Right. So how can you like do one thing and then kind of be hypocritical and do the next? If that's what you're doing and you're trying to spread Ohana and Aloha, you're probably not going to be opened on weekends. Well, this is where I go. So go to the first part of our segment. We're talking about that flexibility. So I, you know, as a business owner, I could have either said, okay, we don't do deliveries or take orders on, on Saturday and Sunday and leave it at that. Right. But the way you turn it around, the way you be flexible, say, hey, but if you book it on Friday, you can have it all weekend. 
So you're getting, you can Good have an extra day it. out of it. Good way of doing if it. If you just book it on Friday. So you don't lose the sale and you give them more. And that's a way of taking something that could be an impotence and kind of annoying to someone who's here on vacation who doesn't care about your schedule and saying, yeah. you know, we're going to, because you we're should be closed. there for me. Right. And, and I'm like, you know, I, I will be there as much as you need me to Monday through Friday, but on Saturday and Sunday. And, you know, and again, it's not so much that we're closed on Saturday and Sunday. We are, but it's, it's families definitely for Saturday and Sunday. So if I say to my wife, you know, I've got a delivery on nine. No, can I do this delivery? She says, you know, I'd rather we do this. No, delivery's off. Yeah. Then we have to figure out another solution. That Whereas Monday through Friday, the understanding is our business is coming first. Like we have to, we want to generate revenue. We want yeah. to make happy, happy customers. But, um, so again, that's just the way that, it's just that flexibility. It's like, you know, how do you take something that could be potentially a, a bummer and an issue and turn it into something that benefits everybody? Right. You know? I agree with you on that, that. Flexibility there. Okay. So this is interesting. Um, I'm going to try to get your take on this. Uh, we talked about it, uh, Outside Nolan I for a few minutes, but since 1980, Honolulu has only seen an average increase in job pay between 7 to 10K 40 years. That's a 15% increase where San Francisco has seen an increase in pay between 70 and 80K in that same span, and that's a 75% increase. Mm-hmm. We always compare the most expensive places in, you know, in the United States would be Honolulu, San Francisco, New York. But when you compare San Francisco and New York in pay... From the time they, from uh, for the last forty years, yeah. there was a fifty percent increase in New York, a seventy-five in, uh, seventy-five uh, percent increase in pay in San Francisco, but only a fifteen percent increase in Hawaii. I don't know crazy. if I'm going to ask you something, and I don't. Maybe we can work out an answer to that together. But what in God's name is going on? Like, how is that acceptable? And how did that even happen? How is it? it how is it over 40 years the people who work here have only seen a 15% increase in their pay? Well, you have the workforce you have the workforce by its balls essentially. I mean, you you know that there are only so many people here, there are only so many jobs. Job jobs are at a uh, or unemployment is at a, at a low. It right? is. It's like 2. Point something percent. So, you know, you, those things don't add up to very fair pay. Yeah. Right? And so you can squeeze as much as you can out of those people because you know that where where are you going to go? So who's the who's the problem behind it? I mean, think about is it is it this is the politician and the politics? Is it the businesses or is it the people that are accepting these jobs? It's it's it, maybe it's a little bit of everybody. I don't, think I don't I, know. I don't think I put it on the people because I think the people are taking what they can get because it's you know again I well first of all I think we have to realize that we're speaking about this with a broad stroke and there yeah. are, there are pockets on this island that could care less about those numbers like yeah. parts of Hawaii Kai right yeah. Parts of, Port, like, parts of yeah. Port Lock. I yeah. mean, they're just they're just uh, Kailua. There are parts yeah, but you of, know those what, numbers dude? don't mean yeah, anything. It doesn't mean anything because a lot of those people don't work. Right, exactly. That's they're right. all so rich and they don't need to do matter. anything. But for the gross majority of people where those numbers do matter, I think that I, I have a hard time saying that it's people accepting those jobs because what are you going to do? Like not accept the job? You know, we've, we've faced that as a family too where M, yeah. M is so, my wife is so well equipped to handle more responsibility, higher pay, you know, uh, higher positions, but they're one not available, and if they are, they're paying so low. It's like, why would you take on that stress why? for the pay? Yeah, why would you do that? You know, and, and have, or have to drive to Honolulu, then you have to just deal with the traffic situation. It's just not worth so it. So, do you think the businesses assume that at some point the worker is going to be put in a corner and be forced to take something because they have no alternative? I think it's a part of it. Yeah, yeah. And it seems like all the businesses work together because when you go see what they're getting. Dude, do these business call each other and say, hey, how much you get in that, that position? 35, I'll give 36. I and would, the next thing you know. You know, you say it in jest, but I think that a large part of it does happen. I can how see, do I know? I can see. They're all, make, you, they're all between 5 and 10 grand the same. It's insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's crazy. 
It well, blows my mind. It does. Well, I think you go to Indeed, you know, you look at any of those job boards and you can kind of see, well, what are these companies kind of paying? What's the right, rough price? Right, for, right, You know, all of that, you know, that, that transparency goes both ways, right? And so, you know, employers have the transparency of those numbers and they know that this industry in this sector and in, in this location is going to demand this, you know? Okay. Do you believe the change of a minimum wage of $15 an hour is appropriate for Hawaii? Absolutely. You do? Okay. I, I, do. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, can you see off the top of your head, could you see the positives or negatives to that? Well, I can definitely see the negatives. I mean, as a business owner, I could see where a lot of you wouldn't be able to hire business anybody. may struggle because you've built your 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 profit model, your business models based on paying someone eleven dollars or twelve dollars an yeah, hour. Yeah. And while three dollars may not seem like a big deal, it's a huge deal if you've got ten people at that price. So yeah, I could see where that would be a problem. I also see that I th I don't know, but I think the wages are competitive for Hawaii when you talk about service level jobs like McDonald's and Wendy's. I don't I can't. I mean, Those are about, wage, right? actually actually they're paying. Uh, they're starting to realize they can't get people. At ten dollars, now they're going eleven, twelve, even thirteen. I've even seen sixteen dollars. Yeah, uh, for certain positions. So clearly, there's a problem with people filling those positions. There's even waiter and waitress and bartender jobs that they cannot fill them in Waikiki because they start off at not paying them enough. Yeah. So that's interesting too. So I wonder because the majority of the jobs in Hawaii are really service jobs. Yes. Is a service job as a waitress going to start at fifteen dollars an hour? Because you know they're getting paid shit like six dollars an hour, I think. Right. Plus, plus tips, and then they have to, they have to declare the tips. Yeah. Come on, man. But you got. But also, why does the government get it? Why? Why is the state and the government get tips? You're working your ass off for that. Yeah. They should take money off the six dollars. But do you believe they should be getting the money that you've worked your ass off to get those tips? No, I don't believe they should be taking the tips. No, that's insane. But I look at it from the employer's perspective though too, because you've got a, you've got um, maybe a large workforce that is transitional. Yeah. Right. Who, um, a lot of times are also not in, entirely um i want to say trustworthy but they're not entirely uh the the work ethic just isn't there a lot of times yeah. you know as someone who's hired um many people for one of my businesses and seen constantly they fall off and so i could see where a business would be hesitant to invest it takes a lot of money to bring somebody on board to train them to give them all of that intellectual property to to trust them and then to see them just go to either your competitor or just somewhere else. Yeah. It's so frustrating, you know? And so I could see why someone's like, well, I'll start you off, I'll start you off low. See how you do. Yeah. And if you're really good, maybe we'll talk about a raise. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that happens all the time, but I, I would imagine that, you know, and again, as a business owner, I could see where there's some fear in that too. Yeah. Because you do have a workforce that's largely transitional and largely maybe a lot of it, just people are just unwilling to just put in those extra hours. You know, yeah, there's a great, true, yeah. there's a great um, documentary on Netflix now called American Factory. Have you seen that? No. I, oh, you got to so watch it. so much stuff I'm it's missing. It's so man. good. You should watch it. It's really good. But it's basically about these, it's about a GM plant. Okay. That in 2008 closes, right? As a result of the economy. The collapse. Yep. And then um, a Chinese company comes in, buys the plant. They manufacture glass for automobiles. Huh. And they rehire all of these old GM workers from that community. That's a nice thing. Plus, they bring in the Chinese workforce as their supervisors. It's amazing. Okay, and what's it called again? It's called American Factory. American Factory. But I think you know it's a really great, it's a great way of looking at the issue of of the economy yeah. and of identity and work. And a lot of people identify with what they do too. You know, yeah. like some of these GM work, uh, some of these GM factory people. It's not just a job. They identify. They've been doing it for twenty. 30 years one woman said that you know before gm closed i was making 28 35 an hour yeah and now i'm making 12 same <sighs> factory same oh, town shit. same work but 
you know. That's not can't survive a twenty dollar difference in pay. That's does. huge. That's just insane. That's insane. With now, an economy that's in more in the toilet supposedly than doing she, well. Yeah, well. Well, we all know that it's the top one percent that's doing well, yeah. and it's the other ninety nine that's actually doing worse. Yeah, but that's not really being talked about, obviously. But, thing you, with, but you see it and feel it here big time because oh, again, yeah. we talk a lot about oh, this. Yeah. There's really no buffer in Hawaii. Like, you know, to start a bit, you know, I do believe that if you can make, if you can start and make a business work here, you can pretty much make it happen anywhere because the. It's the worst place to do business. If you can do a business worst, here, boom. the atmosphere here for small business is, is so difficult, so challenging, yeah. you know? Yeah. I wanted to talk about that, but before I do, um, about the whole business thing here and running a business here, is do you believe there's a domino effect? With the $15 minimum wage, as in saying that if you're going to pay a burger flipper $15 an hour, that graphic designer right now that's taking those jobs in Craigslist for $15 an hour, he ain't taking $15 an hour anymore. Yeah, I would imagine. It's going to go up to 25 probably. I would assume. I mean, I'm not an economist, but I would assume that that's how it, it Wouldn't everything it would, trickle would up? Trickle up. Okay. So I think that would be the quickest way to get Hawaii back on track, as in over 40 years there's only been a 15% increase, whereas I think putting in a $15 minimum wage would jack that up at least to 30% pretty instantly that hopefully another 15% worth would go up for everybody's jobs, I would imagine. Because there's no way... There's a lot of people who are taking... <laughs> okay, we know what's going on in Hawaii. A lot of people are working for free. Yeah. There's a lot of free shit going on, and people are taking being taken advantage of, well, if it's internships or all this other shit that's going on here. Oh, this intern, and you're going to get this job. Yeah. But even when you get that job, you're not going to be making what you should be making. So I think at the $15 minimum wage, that's going to change the way, well, I ain't working for free. Right. I can go to McDonald's $15 an hour, at least start off here and see you later. And then before you know it, the next job up, if you're getting $15 minimum wage for a burger, the job as manager at McDonald's has just gone up. Right. You know? So everything is going to trickle up. Now, that could be good or bad. AI could come in, automation could come in and take over a lot of those jobs that are getting that that you want to get $15 an hour right now. I don't know. But it could change things in Hawaii. I just think we need a change and I think sometimes you just got to force the change because it doesn't seem like anyone's going to change it. Well, yeah, I don't think I don't think I don't think people are empowered to change it here in any real way. I think you have to you have to shake it up. Yeah, you got to shake it up. I agree with you. There's pretty much no other way to do it. Um, accepting Hawaii for what it is also gives you the ability to live in the most beautiful place on earth along with the most giving, kind, and loving people on earth. And I believe that. Yeah. I wrote that, by the way. Yeah. What do you think of that? Very, very eloquent. <laughs> <laughs> I almost believe you, Wade. No, it's true. There's a, def- there's, a, there's a gentleness and a kindness to the spirit here that's... It's funny because you've got a large warrior mentality too, right? Like, Which and, is interesting. But it's not... It's not You're not seeing that on Mauna Kea. They're not warriors. No. I mean, they are warriors. Warriors for the environment. They're warriors, warriors for, for the, the culture, environment. Right. But they're doing it very lovingly yeah. and very respectfully. Yeah. And for me personally, see, I've, I, I've talked about it because we did a couple of Mauna Kea shows a little while ago. I'm all... See, I have a very hard time, man. I'm like... Man, sometimes you gotta get a little violent. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, when's shit gonna get done? That's how. That's how we had. I mean, we had a revolutionary yeah. war for a reason. We got sick of things, and we changed things. And I'm not saying doing that, but I'm just saying that at some point, you know, this is my. Don't put me in charge because yeah. that won't be a good thing. <laughs> because I'm gonna. I'll probably get violent pretty quick. So don't give me, and certainly don't give me any superpowers because then there's gonna be a real problem. <laughs> You need 20 more years in Hawaii to soften it. Oh, age. my God. Wait, you got to soften up a little bit. We were, we were talking about the boys before we started this. Oh, God. I am Homelander. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Who am I? 
<laughs> you're, um, you're the deep. <laughs> oh, come on. That's it, dude. This is over. We're done. <laughs> I don't know. You're probably, you're probably that dude. You're probably that dude who wants to wipe him out, the one that had his girlfriend killed. Oh yeah, I'm kind of. I feel like yeah. That you're like, you, did yeah. you see? Did you not love the way he? Um, I'm kinda, sorry that we're going off here, I can but kind of relate to Butcher though too. I could rate with Butcher too. I kind of like that guy. I, I do I like do Butcher. Like I wonder if he's going to take some of the stuff next season and yeah. maybe. Get I mean, he's jacked. definitely he's definitely the counter to um, Homelander, right? Like he's he is the counter, and I, that's what I like. Yeah. Like I like his. Yeah. I don't know, but you can see he's also kind of an ass as well. He he is kind of, but right. the kid, the main kid yeah, that his yeah, girlfriend yeah. killed, I like the way he has his little panic attacks. Oh, yeah. And then he imagines, and then the scene changes. And that's not what <laughs> totally, happened. Totally, yeah, I'm, I was I'm like, that guy dude, that's my life. Sometimes totally. I go, I totally think like I go into this alternate universe and create <laughs> totally. this scene, and then I pop out of it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh man, wouldn't I, that be great? <laughs> thank God I never do those things because I'd be in so much trouble <laughs> totally, by now. Totally. But um, yeah, anyway, so the, you know, I, I see a lot of like you said, they're very passive here, and I think the Hawaiians have become doing. They've done things very peacefully and very passively, and. I, I hope I, I hope it does stay that way because it shows the Aloha spirit, and it's for and, and you know it's weird it's funny that we talk about this because they've been put into really bad situations yes, and they haven't allowed outside of Hawaii influ- influences change who they who they've decided that they're going to be mm-hmm. and who they are, which is a very peaceful, a very loving culture. That yes, they had warriors. I mean, all cultures had warriors. But they are not letting that come out, and they're not doing things the wrong way. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the things I love about Hawaii, and that's one of the things I hope doesn't change. I hope that stays the same, and that's I think that's why me and you love Hawaii with the way the culture is here and the way we see, you know, wow, you know, I wish we had more of this. Yeah. I wish culture was more like that, because uh, I just don't think we, we have a lot of that. We just need to all accept that Hawaii is not the place to come for prosperity. <laughs> wow. Okay. On that note. Okay. On that <laughs> note, let me explain. Okay. So, I don't want you to have that mentality, but I think a lot of people should say that to other people. You know, my wife's gonna come. On, I'm gonna come. On, my wife's gonna be like, "See, I told you. I told you. I let you talk me into this." <laughs> when it comes to prosperity, right? Okay. For for instance, how many people here do you think? were made millionaires before they came here, percentage-wise, just a rough. And then how many since they got to Hawaii became millionaires? I don't um, think it's too good. I think most were millionaires before they before got here. Before they got here. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay. Like, where can I squander millions of dollars? Hawaii, Hawaii seems like would a good be the place, place to, to do, do it. it. <laughs> so, and I agree with you. So I think, um, I don't think you can combine prosperity. If you, if you plan on coming to Hawaii and becoming a millionaire by coming to Hawaii and thinking you're going to do this thing, I think you have a really low chance of that happening. I do. I agree. Uh, it's sad. Even though I still think that I can become a millionaire. <laughs> I do too. I do too. I believe we both can We're become living, millionaires. We're living the delusion right now. We're living a... Um, Wait, am, I'm, am I in one of those... Am I in one of those dreams right now? I don't know, dude. I'm going to pop out of it's that. It's either a dream or a fantasy, but <laughs> uh, anybody, you know, because a lot of people come to the Hawaii and they go, oh, look at all these rich people. I go, guys, they weren't rich when they got here. Yeah. I mean, they, they've been rich. Yeah. So they didn't come to Hawaii and then become rich. They might actually be less rich now that they're here. You know, still honestly, rich. I would probably say the majority of them are less rich yeah. now. They've wasted and squandered more money here. Yeah. And um, so that's another thing you have to realize too. If you're, you know, you're going to have to come to a realization that you can't change things here, and you're probably not going to become rich. 
Yeah, opening a business but or anything like that. If you're going to squander a million dollars, we're a better place to squander money. Well, I agree with that. Way. Yeah, if you're a millionaire, if you're millionaire, if you already have the money. But if you don't have the money and you plan on opening a business and making all this money, I mean, like we said, it's the worst state to do business out of the 50 states. But I've, I don't know what it is about entrepreneurs here. There's this we've we've come across uh, across me and you. I'm sure. I mean, us two are entrepreneurs, but we've come across many entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that have that drive in them, and they're not going to give up. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to give up. You're not going to give up. And yet, we're kind of like still trying to figure out what works here and what road do you take to get to that next level. Like you say, you got to blow it up. I got to blow it up. I blow it up. How we get there? How's that happening? Well, I mean... I think that part of it is that ne- like leveraging what makes Hawaii so strong, that sense of networking, yeah. you know, working through friends and working through people they know and being real, offering a good product, a solid, something you believe in, being honest about it. I think that's, that's huge, you know? Yeah. Um, I think in my business in particular, I think it's so much years, you know, we, we cannot um, alienate those, those people that are here before us. We can't, I cannot alienate the surfers that have surfed the surf those Absolutely those not. breaks, I agree. you know, I can I you know I can't alienate those neighbors we we deliver to. I can't. Um, I got to be cool to lifeguards. Like, you know, you just have to learn how to operate here and do it respectfully. And again, with reverence for everything that's come before. If you if you don't do that, you know, and you're just operating without any respect for that stuff, then that's going to be a problem. And that's a lesson. That's not a lesson I've learned, but it's a lesson I've certainly um, realized is really important here. Yeah, you know, I agree. And and the other thing is that I wanted to talk about is that about you know, letting Hawaii change you. Get more involved with nonprofits. Get more involved with actually protecting and helping Hawaii and changing Hawaii for the positive. Because, you know, in a little spiritual, crazy little way, I believe it comes back to you. Yeah. I believe what you give out on these islands is going to come back to you. Yeah. You know, whatever, you, however you want to believe that. Um, I've always believed that this is these islands are a living, breathing thing like the world is, like the mm-hmm. globe is. And what you give out and what you give back, you'll get in return. At least I hope that'll happen. Yeah. You know, so you have to have the mentality and you just have to change with Hawaii, let Hawaii change you and don't try to change the way Hawaii is because it's just simply not going to happen. Although I have been very hard on Hawaii, um, it's it's really because of the human factor. It's not because of what Hawaii offers us. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many positive things about Hawaii that it's only the human factor. You have to remove that. I know it's so hard for us to do that. Because that's really the only thing that we complain about is the human factor and all this. It's just what humans have done to Hawaii. It's not Hawaii itself. So that's one of the problems that we have to change too. So uh, you need to create your own path and purpose in Hawaii, not fight against Hawaii. Hawaii will change when it's damn ready. So let Hawaii change you and go with the flow. Don't fight it. You can't win. How's that? That's good. You like that shit? I mean, I think, remember what happened with <laughs> Kilauea last year, right? And you can't I think change it's that such a great example of, you know, you can build all the resorts you want and have this beautiful life, but Kilauea has a mind of its own and it's going to just do what it needs to do. And yep. whether you're in its way or not, it's just going to flow, right? And if you divert it, it's going to flow somewhere, somewhere else, else and destroy somewhere else. So and that's the way it happened back it is in the a, days. And not to be callous, it's totally unfortunate. I hate to see people lose their lives and their livelihoods and their homes. I mean, that's, you never like to see that happen. No, I mean, But it is a really good reminder that, you know, you cannot stop nature. Control Hawaii. Hawaii is, in, is nature of its own. You just, you have to learn to live with, with the fact that it's going to, you know, it's like lava. It's just going to flow in a certain way. And, and there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it. That's kind of like just the way in Hawaii in general. You yeah. just got to go with the flow. Let Hawaii change you. How's that? That's good. All right. That's all. We're done. That's it? Yeah. Oh, so much more.
so much more. I refuse. I we'll, refuse. Have to, we'll, we'll have to keep it for uh, maybe another week. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, guys. So thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you end up moving to Hawaii or if you plan on one day moving to Hawaii, just always remember, don't change Hawaii. Let Hawaii change, change you. you. All right. See you guys next week. Shoot. Shoot. <laughs>
Cause I love you And I wanna take it higher I wanna get high With a little aloha I can touch the sky 